Good afternoon, lads. It's July 7th, 2021. I'm only days away from the much-anticipated Euro Cup final set to take place this Sunday. I am your host, Samuel Gonzalez. Welcome to the second episode of the No Name Football Podcast. Italy and England have been favored to win the tournament since the initial kickoff, and with both taking different paths towards the silverware, their roads lead to facing off against one another at Wembley Stadium. Both nations have what it takes to become European champions, but there, c- there can only be one winner. Who will it be? Well, we'll just have to wait till Sunday to find out. On one side of the pitch, we have Italy, who has played a beautiful brand of tiki-taka offensive football, which has allowed them to instill sheer dominance over their rivals throughout the tournament. They have a complete team, and dating back since September 2018, they have gone on on a 33-game unbeaten streak going into the final. Starting from the back, they have a young, energetic keeper in Donnarumma, who hasn't conceded more than one goal since the start of his international career five years ago. They have a center pack they have a center back pairing in Kelini and Bonucci who had experience and bring veteran leadership playing in many international championships with Italy and at the club level with Juventus they have won several Scudetto's titles and featured in a few Champions League finals. On the wings, they have players like Di Lorenzo and Emerson, who make good projections up the pitch, giving support on the wings for the Azzurri's offensive game. The key to Italy's game comes in the midfield, with players like Jorginho, Barella, and Verratti. Jorginho, who sits at the number 5 position, playing center defensive mid, his role is to break plays and find players like Verratti and Barella, who are the main distributors of the team. If not, he finds the wingbacks or plays long balls to Insigne or Chiesa. Right next to Jorginho on his right is Barella, a young energetic player who has a great verticality, making quality runs into into the opposition box, adding to the Azzurri's offensive game. Verratti, on the left side of Jorginho, is the orchestrator of the Italian offense, controls the tempo of the game. Altogether, they're a bunch of beasts on the defensive side of the game because they're a trio who aren't scared of anyone and are more than willing to get their hands dirty in order to help the team. Up top, you have Insigne, the team's number 10, The man with all the magic with a tendency to take on players, cutting inside looking to take a shot with his rocket of a right foot. Just look at the quarterfinals play he had on Belgium, taking it inside and taking a shot from from a few yards outside the 18 box. On the right side you have Chiesa, the gem from Juventus who has been a plus to the squad since being added to the starting 11. He brings a ferociousness to the team because every time he gets on the ball he's always looking to get a shot on goal. And finally, you have Immobile, an untraditional forward who makes runs behind the opposition's two center backs, destabilizing the defense and opening up space for Insigne and Chiesa to move inwards in order to be fed the ball and get their shots. Now, Italy's key to the game is on the left side. With Insigne taking his runs inside, he opens the left he opens the left side for a pacey player in Emerson who comes up and adds to the attack. On the other side of the pitch, we have England, a team filled with star-studded talent, a mix of youth and veterans. Having been scrutinized because of their lack of convincing results since the start of the tournament, they have impressed over the last few games as, as their form has progressed in each game. They've, they had a convincing display in the quarterfinals versus Ukraine, 4-0 as a matter of fact, and a convincing display against Denmark in the semifinal. Although this squad features a lot of youth players and fresh faces playing at their first major tournament, players like Foden, Mount, Sancho, Bellingham, Rice, Phillips, Saka, 
James, and Grealish had loads of experience playing important games for their respective sides in the Barclays Premier League and having man-of-the-match displays on Champions League nights. At the top, they have Harry Kane, the best striker in world football who recently came off a Golden Boot campaign in this past season's Premier League and has Europe's top clubs after his signature. This squad doesn't care if they concede the ball to the opposition because they know how to suffer and the key to the game is their lethal counterattack with pace players on the wings with the likes of Sancho and Raheem and backs as such as Kyle Walker and Luke Shaw coming from behind to give him the much needed support and to finish all that effort off is Harry Kane. Now this match would take place at Wembley in London and Wembley will play a much needed 12th man for the English side as they look to be a much superior Italian side. Even though 60,000 fans aren't the usual 90,000 we're accustomed to at Wembley, 60k is the most that has filled the seats at a football stadium since the start of the pandemic and with over a year of no fans allowed on European grounds, this lot will definitely make the difference. Both Mancini and Southgate have led their squads a long way since the World Cup in 2018. On one hand, you have Southgate who has led the England to back-to-back semi-final appearances at major at a major at major tournaments for the first time in their history, the World Cup in 2018 and this year's Euro Cup. Mancini, on the other side, has revitalized an England squad that failed to make the World Cup in 2018 and has them playing as the dominant Italian side that the history of football is accustomed to seeing. Both squads have what it takes to win this tournament, but both have a different future if they, are, if they were to lose this match. Italy can go home with their heads held high after making a major comeback since their 2018 World Cup woos and doing so in an impressive fashion. The future of this team has a very positive exclamation point attached to it. On the other side, if England go home empty-handed, they won't hear the end of it in a long time. With a talented group and having played at home for the, for the majority of the tournament, there would be no justifiable reason to fall short. So to all my English fans out there, is it coming home? Good job.